0: This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Tuesday, is the 21st of March, 2023. Coming up today, we're going to talk all about a new app that can help you make sure you're centered while on camera on the Mac. And why can't I get into Twitter? You're
1: listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show.
0: Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Oh, hello, Sean Priest. How are you? I'm very well. That
1: was weird. (laughs) Hello, I'm very well. How are you, sir? Trying to be polite. Trying to be nice. I'm putting a stutter in
0: there. Well, I'm feeling bad because I watched a movie at the weekend called Plain. Yes,
1: Yes, you know what? You told me about this, and I went straight out, as I always do on your recommendation, to watch said movie. Yes. $17 Seventeen dollars to
0: rent it. Were oh yes. Were you well, mad? That. Yes, there it's is. It's not that.
1: even it's not free.
0: <laughs> Forget it. It's not free yet. Well, I mean that doesn't sound right. It's not it's not available <laughs> yet elsewhere, shall we say. Um although well, you know, there are places you could probably look. But anyway, uh, stop yes, it. but there are <laughs> Cinema release, I'm taking yeah, it. Is it's it? a cinema release, and now of course uh, you can premiere at home with a lot of services. Yeah. So I think Apple TV, Amazon Prime. Free
1: anyway that is is fantastic who wants to go to the cinema is a terrible
0: terrible place and it had audio description which i was really pleased i mean obviously that's the only reason i really well not the only reason i bought it i liked the movie i liked the sound of it i didn't just buy any movie because it has audio description did you buy it did you rent it yes i did on (gasps) apple i actually bought it because it was two pounds dearer more expensive to buy than than it was just to rent i thought Mm. Uh, that's how
1: they get you they've sucked you in Stephen Scott, yeah. you're a sucker.
0: I, I, I have to thank you. I must say, I, it's not unusual for Apple to do that, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. Listen, they bring out a new computer I don't even need. I've bought one. So, you know, I, I think yeah, they've got true. my money. I'd you know, $2 or £2 is not going to make a huge dent in my life. Well, you um, know, I was looking
1: through. T- I, I must say, Apple TV Plus has grown on me. I, well, sorry. it's grown in itself. I mean, it's got so many shows now. It has, yeah, absolutely. I still go back and watch Calls, by the way. I love oh, that. fantastic yeah. um. Fantastic. But I found it in my uh, library the other day Frozen. <laughs> no, I've I've never ever in my life bought Frozen ever. Ah, you see
0: that? How is that in there? I've never seen it. Yeah, how right. is that in there? Yeah, right. I'm just saying. Oh, someone in your, someone got access to your account? Is there anyone in the family that could have bought it? Because you can my get it. purchases watch Frozen. Uh, if it's not Japanese with octopuses
1: in it and and tentacles and and sci-fi ghosts, they're not interested. They just don't good watch game. it.
0: Squid no, that's, game, not, game, yeah. that's not Japanese. That's Korean. But, uh,
1: uh, oh yeah, nice study. It's, it's um, yeah. I'm I, just I actually.
0: I can't wait for Squid Game two. Sorry, i just say. I
1: still haven't watched it. Really? I still haven't watched it. Yeah, I know. I'll be no. honest.
0: I'm, I'm not, I don't want to spoil it for you because I watched it, and all I'll say about it is, I thought what a brilliant concept for a TV show. Just utterly brilliant, but extraordinarily mm. depressing.
1: Oh, I just watched it with the English overdubbed and thought oh, my God, this is terrible, terrible Oh, yeah, acting. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It is a bit, it is a bit. But, you know, it's worth it for the story. It's actually one of the few times. And it's starting... I noticed there's another one that came on the other day. The name escapes me right now. It's a single word, but it's. Just, I think it's a German drama or a, or a Belgian drama. And it's the yes. same thing. They dubbed it into English with the audio description as well, which I think, again, is brilliant that Netflix do that. Because oh, yeah. we were cut out from so many of these shows. Yep. Um, so it's really good to see that. But, yes... Um. How did we get to here? Uh, you watched planes. Oh yes, and I wasn't going to buy it. Next, was it good?
1: Oh, that was a plane Sorry. that
0: got off course. <laughs> uh, seems appropriate <laughs> with this conversation. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, I watched it. It was very good. I have to say, I enjoyed Two it. But I feel up. I feel bad about it because Jared uh, Butler, who is a wonderful and is Scottish actor, my wife didn't believe he was Scottish because in every film he's in, he's American. But in this movie, he is playing his native Scottishness he's a handsome man yes indeed my wife was very impressed by that particular feature of the movie yes. um, <laughs> she quite liked him yes uh, she told me that repeatedly during it nice. um, I, I suggested maybe there was a likeness and she said yeah, well there is I think you're both so. Scottish
1: yeah
0: and that was it so well there done. you go um, but yeah so we watched that and uh, yeah there was a little bit in it where he kind of made fun of the English which is rather unfair yeah well, We're not talking about the kind of Canada funny. trip anymore, where, where everyone was so impressed by
1: your Scottishness and so uh, disgusted by my Englishness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bored, let's say. Know, it's great in this country that we actually have that kind of... Um, we, we have this, this kind of between us. And it's funny because it's the same, in, and I'm sure it's the same in Canada. I'm sure you know there are many cities who do this with each other. I know in Scotland, for example, Glasgow and Edinburgh have a long-running feud which That's is right. very you know it's very light and it's all jokey and all the rest. But you know it, what is interesting to me is that you know in Scotland for example with Glasgow, all Glasgow people will happily go to Edinburgh and no one in Edinburgh will ever come to Glasgow. And I don't know why that is.
1: It's and just you've got really to have weird. that
0: feud always Manchester and Liverpool That's right. And it's exactly the same. And then you broaden out Scotland, England, you know it just goes on yeah. and on, right? So oh, we love know. to hate talking of which <laughs> twitter <laughs> oh, yeah. why can't i go onto twitter today so this i'm going to play this to you i'll just turn my speech on so this is what i get when i go into the twitter app i've got an options button. options button so there's an options button and then it says you must remove text message two factor authentication you must remove text message two, fa- two factor authentication and then you move on
2: Only twitter subscribers can use the text message two factor authentication method it'll just take a few minutes to remove it
0: you can still use the authentication app and key methods. So there you go. So I only have the option to now remove my phone number, which I must have attributed to this at some point. Um, are you getting that as well? Are you, are you locked out? Because I can't do anything now without removing this, oh, which I haven't no, done yet. Sir. No, I'm straight in. I'm fine.
1: I mustn't have two-factor authentication enabled because mm. I can just log straight in. I, I mean, joking aside, this is terrible. I mean, two-factor authentication isn't a premier... Premium option here. It's not a premium feature. This is security.
0: This is no way should be behind a paywall. That's terrible. But I don't. Why I don't understand about this? There's a lot of people are up in arms. Up in arms, which is the only time you ever hear that be. phrase used when yes. everyone's upset. But up in legs. Up in legs. Yeah, it doesn't work as well, does it? <laughs> no. Um. No, you can't. can't really say that. But don't, don't say anything. Let's don't, just move don't, on. Don't play from a that. Rhyme with that. Let's Carry just on. go on. Uh, but honestly, you know the thing about it that kind of confuses me is that actually I thought that by using proper, if you like, two-factor authentication, like you know one of these, uh, say Microsoft or Google's Authenticator app, um, that that would be safer. I thought that would be a better option. So is this not a good thing? If they're removing the phone number and they're asking you to use two-factor authentication, but I I still don't understand why that's. Because that's not a premium thing. You you can use two-factor authentication apps like Google uh, and Microsoft right now with this setup. I don't have to subscribe to Twitter Blue to do that. That's the no. point. So this is, okay. in a sense, to me, it feels like it's making it more secure for people who are not subscribed, which, therefore, I don't understand what Elon's doing. I think you've got this one wrong, Elon. <laughs> well, maybe there's a, a cost involved.
1: Maybe there's a cost in sending out those text messages
0: mm. with yeah, the... Maybe
1: verification codes that that Elon is, you know, he's desperately trying to save costs and the running of the company. Maybe that. I honestly don't know. Now, if you do have the option to use authentication apps, I use, for example, Microsoft Authenticator to log into my emails and things. You don't need the password anymore. You simply go onto the app and it is all accessible and um, allow access. Uh, so it is really secure way to do it. But it's another, again, it's another step. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to dig into this a bit more. Is it allowing those auth autothe-
0: oh, I, I can't say that word either.
1: Authentication apps. All the Google involved. one's
0: good. Is it? Yeah, I, I really got I actually preferred that in some ways. I don't know. I can't remember the reason why I switched. I switched over to the Google one, and I actually thought it was quite good because I, I think all the Google apps are generally very they're very accessible. Yes, true. So yeah, and I think it was just to do with the code. Sometimes the code that you get can be a little bit tricky to. Get a hold
1: oh of yes. One, the one on Microsoft, you got to do it in like twenty seconds, and it counts down. That's so right. S- swipe to it, find the copy, you know, yeah, <laughs> before it changes. Then go in and paste it all into. Oh, wow, it's like uh, it's like a quiz show. It's terrible.
0: You it's know like that squeaking. I love that. <laughs> yeah, le- less deadly, uh, thankfully. <laughs> um, but I will say that you know the, the the thing that gets me about all this, and the one thing I love most, and I know it's my Mac thing again, but universal copy and paste universal clipboard on the Mac. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is cool.
0: You just copy yeah. on the phone and Absolutely. you just paste. As long as you're on the same Wi-Fi network, you can, and you will be if you're at home, you will yes, be able to just paste straight into wherever you, and I've used that so many uh, times recently just to get yes. me out of a scrape. You can't do that on the PC. Not yet. No. Well, I was going to say, yeah, with iMessage and, you know, other things coming. Yeah, I've looked for that, and I can't remember what they call it in uh, in Windows, but it's only for Android phones. I oh, mean, the I don't phone know if- link app
1: yeah. Well, I don't know if it uses that, but there is yes. something in there called something clipboard. I thought, oh, this is it. This is cool. Oh, okay. Um, but it is only for copying and pasting between your, your Windows computer and the Android phone. Which well, is that's a, good to know. Well, yeah,
0: maybe. Hey, and maybe that will change with the new Phone Link app supporting iMessage and things. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Um, okay, I want to uh, quickly mention yesterday's story. Uh, we've had Ronnie in touch by phone to uh, raise some thoughts on our uh, zombie attack, you know, situation.
1: Scenario. Scenario. I think that's what I was reaching for. Yes, yes. Yes,
0: well, you know, we were talking yesterday about the fact that there are certain cities that are good to be in and certain cities that are not so great to be in in Canada. If the zombie attack happens, Ronnie weighs in on this important issue.
3: Hi, I'm just a little confused on Stephen's zombie report. Mm -hmm. When a zombie attacks. Is it not looking for intelligence? If that's the case, uh (laughs) well, I guess Montreal wouldn't be the place to be because they're full of intelligent people.
1: Oh. Aren't they? Oh.
3: You're welcome, Mark. Make sure you tell my name right when you send me the check.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I honestly don't know what to make of that. That sort of... Loops back to our Manchester, Liverpool, it does and a bit, Glasgow, yes. Edinburgh thing. I don't know if that was a, a sly
0: dig at Montreal or a, a bit of a love fest, but either way, thank you. Or a complete dig at Toronto. I don't know which one it was. I don't or know who Mark. was getting kicked. or <laughs> Mark. Yeah, exactly. Someone was getting kicked there, but I don't know who it was. Uh, also, we got this message in from Paul. Hello, um, calling about the new Victoria Stream three. I just
3: received one, and I'm about to set it up, and I guess. I'm concerned about losing everything in my internal memory. Is there any way to preserve those different shows and radio stations, etc., that I currently have on my internal memory? Thank you very much. And I'm enjoying, enjoying your podcast.
0: Oh, thank you very much, Paul. Lovely to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, first-time caller, I believe. So, yeah, thank you for that. Welcome to the show. I, yeah. I, I don't know, is the, the quick answer to that, Stephen. Well, I did reach out to the wonderful people at HumanWare because reach out. I wanted reach out to, to reach out. I can't sing today or do much else. <laughs> <laughs> or speak or do much else. Um, but yes, I did reach out to the good folks at HumanWare because this is a question I think which is going to be mattering to a lot of people, right? What about the content you already have? Uh, well, Matthew Paquette came back to me with this uh, from HumanWare. He says, if you're talking... about the internal memory from the Stream 2, you can export your podcast feeds and radio feeds from the Victor Reader Stream 2 and import them onto the Stream 3. What you do is to export from the 2, you go to the online bookshelf, you press number 7 until you get to internet, radio, or podcast, and then you press 8 until you have export, and that will export it onto an SD card. So that's how to do that. And then on the Stream 3, you go to the proper bookshelf, press seven, and press six until you get to import podcast feeds or import internet radio favourites, and then press pound. Now, there is a bug, apparently, in the current version of the Stream 3. Certain playlists for internet radio will not import, but they say they're working on fixing this. Uh, podcasts, though, work fine. Matthew, thank you so much for coming back to me with that detail so quickly, uh, because uh, that, I hope, will answer Paul's question and other people's questions as well, if you have got the new Victor Reader Stream 3, and you're thinking, how do I get all my stuff from there to there? That's how you do it. Wow, we've got a hotline here. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. I, no, I just, I, I, think it's really important that people know this stuff as, as soon as possible, right? Yeah. Um, now, speaking of which, uh, a new app was brought to my attention. I didn't know about this one at all. It was brought to my attention by the wonderful Rebecca Skipper, who got in touch and has been sending me lots of emails on lots of different things. We will get to all of your comments individually <laughs> as we go along, Rebecca. There's so
1: many emails. It's well,
0: amazing. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And, and the, thing, the, the thing that she's got me most interested in, and I really need to read up on this a bit more before we talk about it. I know that sounds unusual. But it's a product <laughs> which has really uh, kind of caught the attention of a lot of people out there, which is called Noti. It's a project uh, called Noti, N-O-T-E-Y. And basically, you can build your own. I think the idea is you can build your own Optima. I think that's how they could have kind of done it. You know, you can wow. build it for a few hundred dollars. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's basically a Braille note taker that's running Windows as well. So we can talk a little bit about that in more detail. And uh, there's lots of information online about this project. This, though, is something which you need to be of the mindset to want to do. For example, buy the kits, you know, yeah. you put it all yeah. together. It's it's a project you would you need have a to bit get of yourself confidence in. and uh, yeah. a, a little bit of
1: tech know-how, I'm guessing.
0: Just to- That would be more your cup of tea i think than mine if it's cheaper it's my cup of tea
1: yeah absolutely (laughs) just build it up (laughs) this is your
0: shiny special new one and this is mine held together with sellotape that's not what i thought you were going to end that sentence with but anyway (laughs) uh right listen let's move on because i want to talk about the app that uh that rebecca told me about this is called centered head weird name for an app right i'm saying nothing it is a bit weird uh but Basically, sense. if if you well exactly if you remember we talked to Ben Mustel Rose uh, last year about his new app called Can You See Me, which oh, really yes. took a lot of people by storm because and, and the internet by storm with the fact that you know finally you could go into a Zoom or Teams meeting knowing that you were in frame on the camera. Well, just think about what has what Ben managed to achieve with that wonderful app. Well, this is the equivalent on the Mac. Now, you know, I could tell you a little bit about it, or I can show you. So let's actually dig into this. Let's actually show you how it works and show you some of the features of Centered Head. So let me just open up this uh, application. I'll go into Spotlight on my Mac.
2: Spotlight, Centered Head, Finder, Centered Head, Centered Head Window, Centered Head has keyboard focus.
0: Okay, so here I am in the app, and uh, what I'm going to do is just gradually move to the left, and you'll hear that beeping start. Now, I can't take the microphone with me because... It'll get in the way. <laughs> if I move to the right, you'll hear what I mean. I actually disappear off. The, the fact that the beeps have gone silent means that there's no uh, no view of me at all. And that's because there's a big microphone right in front of my face. So it's getting in the way. But if I go back to the left again, there we are. We're getting there. We are. And that high-pitched tone is telling me I'm centred on the screen. Okay, so I'm going to jump into the settings because we can play around with this. In dialogue close. Use
2: sounds to know where is your face.
0: Okay, so that's the first option, okay? Use sounds to, uh, you know, essentially figure out whether you're centered or not. That's the first one. The second option in there.
2: Voice unticked. Use voice messages to know where is your face.
0: And what that does is that overlays Daniel's voice so that you're able to hear. Uh, the positioning, rather than just hearing the beeps, you're getting that uh, verbal response as well, which can be really useful to someone who doesn't use a screen reader. Let's turn it on so you can get a sense of how that works.
2: Voice unticked.
0: Using this voice to help you. Okay, let's hit escape. Centered head. Move to your right. Move to your left. Centered. And there you are. Centered. Dialogue close. Use sounds. Now, when you go into settings, uh, everything stops. The beeping stops and the voice stops as well. So there you go. You've got voice option. You've got sounds option. You could have one or the other or both, which is brilliant. I must admit, I personally prefer just the sounds. But, you know, a lot of people might want to go for the voice. I'm going to turn it off just now. Unticked. Now, what else is in here? Capture settings. Capture settings. Okay. Show camera content. Ticked. And as the description explains. Show the image from the camera. Show the image from the camera, simple as that. So you can have that turned off if you have no vision and you have no real value in getting the visuals there. And maybe you don't want your video to be shown on the screen for whatever reason, then you can turn that off. OK, what's next? Choose the camera device. And this brings us onto our down box. And in this case, tick Studio Display Camera. So I have the Studio Display here. And I know, therefore, the centered head is using the Studio Display Camera. That's the camera, essentially, I'm checking. there is another camera iphone camera iphone camera now if you use the continuity camera you can check whether it's centered on screen as well so you know if you have that set up and maybe that's your preferred webcam you can do that and you can also use centered head with that as well really simple application but pretty cool and clearly it's going to help a lot of blind people make sure that you're centered on screen wow you know what i I These
1: little utilities are fantastic and so useful. I just kind of wish,
0: shouldn't these be built in either to the operating system or maybe into a screen reader? Well, uh, considering the fact that on the iPhone you have something similar, it's not the same, Yeah, yeah, but you've got the same feature. I mean, I just want to add as well something important on this because I realised this as I was saying this. You're checking a camera, so you're checking the studio display or you're checking the iPhone camera. But you'll have to make sure the right camera is selected in your application. So on Zoom, for example, just make sure by checking your video settings that you're actually, you know, using the camera you're checking. Yes, because you might be censored
1: on one, but if if Zoom is using another camera, then you might not be.
0: Well, I mean, let's say you've got your laptop lid closed, and maybe you're using an external webcam, or you're using a camera on top of a monitor, or whatever. You know, just make sure that's selected. Otherwise, you will end up, you know checking one thinking oh i'm perfectly on screen but no one can see anything because you've just got a black screen because the laptop lid's closed and it's pointing at that so that's important to check as well but i mean yeah very powerful and yet very simple that's that's the best kind of utility right it just really does the job
1: and was it as responsive as it sounded? i do like the ability to just to use sounds rather than you know move left move right because sometimes it feels like that's a little bit lagging by the time i moved it sort of caught up and
0: i've moved again but how responsive is it to those sounds is it Oh, that, that, that was live. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't making that up. I mean, that was live, so you know, yeah. that, that wasn't as if I, that is exactly how it responds.
1: Uh, that was cool. I, I mean, it was actually, one.
0: it was actually. What I will say is, it's quite sensitive on the center point. So you will think you've, and again, the, the one thing I'm not so sure of is when you're not on frame, and if you're listening to this on AMI audio or you're listening to this, maybe just one earbud in, you may not hear the difference with the tones. You can actually hear the tones move left and right as you are on screen. And you could leave this on all the time. I mean, I think it would get a bit irritating with that high-pitched squeal. It's really, this is just for checking you're on yeah, the that's camera. It. Yeah, yeah. But if you're someone who drifts, you, for example, and How to be fair, you, I'm getting there as well. You know, well we done. do the, the drifting thing. Every so often, it's nice just to jump into that app and just be like, oh, I'm way off to the right. Okay, I uh, better <laughs> fix that.
1: <laughs> I'm floating around in my own little world. I love it. Yeah, no, these are really useful. And um, as I said, I, I can't help but—is this a free, free utility? Uh, it or? cost
0: me ninety nine cents. Absolute so, bargain. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolute nothing, bargain. Absolutely yeah. nothing in terms of what it can do. Just absolutely worth buying. So you've got that on the Mac. You've got Can You See Me, which is an equivalent on the PC. Ben Mustel Rose, who's uh, working on I think an update for that as well. Some new features coming soon to that app. Oh, uh, we'll nice. Check in with him soon on he's that. He's
1: very clever. Oh,
0: he's brilliant. Absolutely oh, really? brilliant, um, and also on the insecure. iPhone. Yes, yeah, I'm got, unworthy. You've got uh, the iPhone, which has got it built into the camera app. Uh, on Android, I don't know about the camera app, but I know you do have this new. Can you? No, you've got selfie mode. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's very cool. Different. Actually, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it's very cool, and it kind of makes it makes the whole experience a lot cooler as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know if the camera app actually does do... Well, I think we mentioned this
1: last time, and I can't honestly remember. Yeah, I do not remember know. either. I, I've so rarely used the camera, so I, I don't know. I just know that on the iPhone, it's constantly shouting out, you know, facing bottom
0: left corner or yeah. whatever it is. So uh, Well, it's funny yeah. you say that about the camera. I don't take pictures that often. I really don't. No, I know a lot of blind people do. People, a lot of people love taking pictures. And no. actually, if you think about it, it's not even so much about the about taking pictures of your own face. Or as people like to do these days. I saw one the other day was a singer. And he's talking, I think he was doing, uh, it was St. Patrick's Day or something. And he was in the White House. And he's standing there and he's looking at the camera and he's saying, you know, here I am. uh, It's Patrick's Day. And I've got a friend with me. And he completely, he doesn't even acknowledge the guy. He's just staring at the camera. And it's Joe Biden. It's the president who walks up and says, oh, hello. uh, Happy (laughs) St. Patrick's Day to everyone. And I'm thinking. What a narcissistic world we've, we're in now. Where people don't even look at each other on I, camera. I'm
1: sorry, it's portrait oh, it's, mode. There's oh, not enough disgusting. space for two faces. There's no
0: respect yes, I... for people. I mean, this is the president of the United States, and you're introducing him as if you've just met him in a pub.
1: All right, sorry. Wow, Mr. Uh, formal there.
0: Well, I mean, look. I mean, if if it was the pr- I don't care who. If it's if it's just your mate, okay, that's one thing.
1: The president is my if it's mate. If the president
0: of the United States. Hi, hi, Joe. If it was, is it if, going it was mate? if it was Justin Trudeau, if it was... Yeah. Who have we got now? Who's in, who's in charge of this country? Can we check that? It probably has uh, changed in the last five minutes. Yes. Whoever's in charge. Rishi Sunak, he's in charge. Rishi. right? So even Maybe not with him. Okay, fair enough. <sighs>
1: okay, a bit of politics there. Nice one. Either way, <laughs> that was very good. Well done.
0: Okay, listen, we're going to move on. We have more of your feedback to come and lots more of your comments. Keep them coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. Call us one 803 4567 This is Double Tap. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your
3: podcasts and email us feedback
1: at doubletaponair.com.
0: We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. And back to the emails today. Sean, we get so many emails through. Yay! Yay! Let's get to Frank, who's been in touch with us. Hey,
2: Frank. Hi, folks. Try keeping ratings of apps easy, like one to five, one being very bad and five being excellent, with the other numbers rating the app in stages. The idea of rating apps the good, the bad, and the ugly sounds good, but tongue-in-cheek, if one is blind, how does one know if something is ugly? (laughs) about braille I learned braille at school but had to teach myself print after learning to type took me a long time to go from the old fashioned hand frame through a Stainsby writing machine then to the Perkins machine I still have to shape some letters as they look or as they would be on a Stainsby sorry you might both be too young to remember that at one time braille had to be written backwards and then the paper turned over to read it I hasten to add I am 73 and remember all the old fashioned ways haven't things improved I only wish someone would make a silent brailler Sean, it's good to be a sidekick. Look at Mike and Bernie Winters. Without one, the other would be useless. <laughs> Regards, Frank.
1: <laughs> like Schnorbit's Bernie's dog. Yes, I am that sidekick. <laughs> ah, thank you. I do remember the old, well, we we're talking about a Braille stylus here, aren't we? Where mm. you, you have to um, prod it out in reverse. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know how people had the patience, but of course, what other
0: option did you have? But Well, that's the thing, right? What else could you do? Uh, But it is terrifying to me how Braille used to be. I mean, imagine having to figure it out backwards. I mean, I I can't even get my head around that. I just, I can't even begin to understand it, but it's incredible. And I know a lot of people who did it and people who used to use, we had someone on the show once, I remember ages ago, who talked about programming with punch cards. And you think, yeah,
1: that's right. Remember that? And it was like,
0: really? I mean, how does that, uh, I mean, we think chat GPT, chat GPT can just do it all for you now, right? You just say, write me some code and it goes off and does it incredible uh right let's uh th- thank you for that frank i really appreciate that and yes the app rating system we will keep it simple i think sean i Preece. thought we were
1: going to use toes i thought that was your um, that was that was for uh,
0: hardware oh i see oh yes breaking apps, of toes apps are generally quite light so uh-huh, you
1: uh-huh, know uh-huh i like the clouds. good and bad and the ugly though because we could do a jingle with the you know yeah, it's not okay so oh, let's move on I'll darren on that. touch it's on
0: voicemail <laughs>
3: Hello, this is Darren Platt from Bexley in Kent. Uh, thank you for the additions of Double Tap. I'm still continuing to listen. Enjoyed tonight's episode about the uh, third-gen Victor Reader Stream. Um, I'm still not sure which direction I'm going to go in if I buy either The Stream or the Sense player uh, with OCR. I'm waiting to see which ones get the r and r b library on, and also where things are going to go for a bit as far as the roadmap is. it may be that the r and r b talking books become available on the blind shell classic too that gentleman one of the uh, gentlemen said that the blind shell is very good. Bang for your buck, and I have to agree. There's only one thing I wish that Blind Shell had done is that instead of having an up and down arrow, I wish they'd done a four-way cursor cross, um, like the Sense Player has. Um, that would have been very useful. But other than that, if the Blind Shell gets access to the RNIB Talking Book Service and also Uh, improvements to Google Lookout come through, OCR facilities. It may be that I don't buy either of them and just stick with the blind shell. I don't know. I really haven't got a clue which direction I'm going to go in at the moment. As far as the text-to-speech on the stream third generation is concerned, the demos I've heard of both units so far The uh, sense player wins hands down because that seems to have better quality TTS. (laughs) But I understand that human aware are going to push forward better voice synthesizers in the future. As I said, so at the moment, I'm hanging fire until I see where it all goes. Because it is still all very new at the moment, apart from the blind shell. So thank you, and I look forward to many more episodes. And I'll certainly continue to listen. This is Darren saying bye for now. Thank you. Bye.
0: Choice is a good thing, Darren, and there's plenty of it out there. Of course, there are always these little caveats, aren't there, when it comes to local libraries? And you know, if you want to get your local, you know, book library on there, that can be challenging because it might be available on one device and not the other, and will it ever come to the other? I mean, I remember asking RNIB at the time when the the Victor Reader was second gen, I think, at that point. And it was, you know, yes, it's coming. We will get the RNIB library on there. And it never happened. So, you know, hopefully Mm. with this newer edition of it, maybe it's easier to create applications that can work or links with humanware. I don't know. I I get the impression that the the software that is in this new device is going to make a lot more possible.
1: Is it the services that actually make the decision for you? Because, you know, all the devices have... um great hardware and, you know, accessibility. But if it hasn't got, if you're looking for a BARD or, you know, uh, the Audible service, for example, right? Mm. That may be the thing that tips you over. Well, if I want to use that, then I need that device. Maybe it's the services that you want are the things that make
0: the decision for you. Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But there's certainly, like All I right. say, player Fair of enough. choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked, we've talked right. a lot about this. We've talked a lot about the Victor Reader. At yes, player, I don't know a huge amount about other than what we've read. And, of course, Blendshaw Classic is a continually evolving thing. So, uh, yeah, but it's, it is a choice. And, you know, you could just splash the cash and buy all three, Darren, if you really yeah, wanted to. why not? Go get, for it. I get the impression he doesn't want to do that. Uh, okay, let's go to <laughs> Peter, who has emailed in. Hi,
2: Stephen and Sean and the rest of the AMI team, including lovely Laura and the great Mr. F. Peter God here you, from Northumberland <laughs> in the UK. Absolutely love Double Tap. Saved me so much money. I wrote to you last year on the other tech show when we were talking about energy prices. Oh my God, how much? Oh well, this year I've been looking to upgrade my phone and, oh yes, my watch. What's a smartwatch? Always had one of those basic talking watches. Why don't Blind Shell do five easy payments, Sean, and a watch? I agree. (laughs) I have been reading about so many specialist types of mobile phone and, well, me being totally blind since birth and being a Jaws user for 25 years, I just can't give up my iPhone with eloquence. How amazing is that, Stephen? I am not a professional iPhone user, always stick to the budget models, so have just upgraded from the iPhone SE 2020 to the SE 2022 model, but only because I was able to purchase the Apple Watch SE 2022 on a 0% interest credit agreement with the phone and can hopefully sell the 2020 model for some cold hard cash. I will let you know how I get on with that once my sighted brother has helped me set them up. Stephen, help. I'm too scared to set them up by myself. My (laughs) favourite app software are Audacity and Station Playlist Playout software. Both allowed me to start recording shows at the start of lockdown in 2020 for the community radio station I created 20 years ago in Northumberland, UK, called Lionheart Radio. Sorry for the plug. I had done some live shows in 2003 and 2019, but the playout system was completely inaccessible. So much more I could say about accessibility, employment and mobility, but you would need to invite me on the show to discuss all of that. Love the show. Keep up the fantastic work. God bless Laura, Mark, and Mr. F. Peter and retired guide dog, Luke. Oh,
1: thank you, Peter. Oh, someone's trying to do me out of a job here. God bless you, Mr. F. Um, that, was, <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. The the Apple Watch, can I just say, has anyone noticed this? We will get back to the email. Has anyone noticed that with the latest update, my battery life on my Apple Watch, it doesn't make it through barely half a day. It's absolutely terrible. I'm, I'm just putting it out in there. Sorry, it just reminded me.
0: Got the Apple Watch Ultra, mate. Fine.
1: Right, carry on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, look, I mean, everything you're saying there, Peter. You know, it's great to hear you. uh, You know, finding all these wonderful pieces of hardware, and you know, don't blame us when you buy things. uh, But also, you can uh, absolutely praise us when we save you money. So there you go. Is that is that good enough? Very good. Yes, that summarises
1: it pretty well. And you know what? As well, when it comes to setting up your iPhone or your Apple Watch, don't be Worried about getting side assistance to do that, that's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I will say is, sit in in that setup process, don't just throw your device to someone, uh, you know, and they'll set it up and then they throw it back to you. Sit in, in the process, ask questions because you can do it yourself. But the thing is about growing your confidence to do it yourself. So, um, yeah, but you know, getting side assistance to set some something up for you is absolutely fine. It is accessible. And, you know, when you get comfortable with that hardware, you will be able to do it yourself. So don't worry about it at all. Um, Audacity, absolutely amazing. I totally agree. And well done for slipping a plug in there, Lionheart Radio. Well
0: done. And I think he wants to come on, Stephen. Always welcome on here. Uh, yes, thank you, Peter. We'll get you on soon. Uh, Jeff has been in touch by email. Hey
2: guys. I listened to your recent podcast about getting top sound from AI speakers and so on. I ran across a YouTube video a couple of weeks ago with an exciting answer for getting maximal sound quality through home stereo speakers with an accessible device. The video explained that the Amazon Fire TV Stick 4K Max was the device to use. It turns out that the Fire Stick TV 4K Max can output to HDMI and supports audio connections up to PCM wave, up to 96 kHz, 6 channels, 16-bit and 24-bit, and video up to 4K at 60 frames per second. I strictly wanted it for use as a provider of stereo music at high bit rates and as high quality as possible with my stereo speakers. The whole thing is dependent on the DAC, digital-to-analog decoder, that is built into your stereo amp, or one that you buy and connect between the Fire Stick 4K Max and your stereo amp. Once I sorted out the hardware, which is as hard as ordering the Fire TV Stick 4K Max latest version, and also purchasing a bit of kit, as you might all say – that split the connector into the stick into a little box with the same connector and an added Ethernet connector so that your music can come to the device over a hardwired connection. Then run an HDMI cable from the device to the HDMI on my stereo and receiver. My MyStereo sits in the lowest level of the house and that area gets very poor Wi-Fi signals. However, one could forego the adapter and use Wi-Fi if your signal is very strong. As the video I watched suggested, there were at least four software updates to the stick once everything was connected. You really just keep checking for updates until the stick lets you know there aren't any more. The Fire TV Stick 4K Max comes with an Alexa remote, very similar to any other remote for any other Fire TV Stick. It has a button to press and tell Alexa what to do. I am only using this unit to play music. The remote has four rectangle buttons at the bottom of the front that are dedicated to Prime, Netflix, Hulu and Paramount+. It has a button on the top left of the front for power on and off. It has most of the same layout as other Alexa or Firestick remotes. Once everything was programmed and plugged up, I was able to ask the Lady A to play music, and she did so by launching the Amazon Music app. The app played various songs at whatever bitrate was available. My Denon receiver seems to support 9624 quality, and there is a noticeable improvement in sound quality as compared to the Echo input, which is an analogue device I was using up until I got this suggestion. In the settings, there is a spot where one has to tell the device to play the highest quality available. If it isn't set, I believe the stick defaults to the normal 256K MP3 signal. Just to flush out the whole system, I have two clipped RF7 floor-standing speakers as my main set. These have two 10-inch woofers and a high-power tweeter in each speaker cabinet. I normally use this receiver to play cable TV, my Apple TV 4K, and now the Fire TV Stick 4K Max. The Apple TV's clean and easy-to-use interface still makes it the best device for playing my Netflix and so on. And the Apple TV has the accessible apps for those services, including described movies, for the most part on Netflix. I suppose that the Fire TV stick would provide a cleaner and higher quality audio for surround movies, but I haven't tried that yet. The last Fire stick I had before this was a very early one, and it did not have very accessible apps on board. But it does have the text-to-speech engine from Amazon called VoiceView. VoiceView works well on the Fire TV Stick 4K Max and the Amazon Audio app is very accessible. The app will allow you to press a button to hear what sound quality is being sent to your receiver during playback. So far, no problems to speak of on this device. There is a small learning curve if you are not used to VoiceView. After a short exposure, I realise that it is very basic and you can always hit the dedicated home button to start back at the home screen. No harm, no foul. Given the limited ability to convey the quality of various speakers or various streaming devices, I don't know if a recorded demonstration would be of much use, but I would be willing to give it a try. It seems to me that if I can figure it out with only one sighted piece of help, namely turning on VoiceView, the first time, it was all just me and I have no remaining vision at this point. Thanks for reading and keep up the great podcast. Jeff Armstrong
0: Thank you, Jeff. Wow! wow. Uh, I dude, mean, this is going to excite thing, you. Ease up, yes,
1: absolutely. What an audio head! I mean, that equipment you've got there—absolutely amazing. Um, that wasn't an email; that was a product review. I mean, yeah, that was fantastic. You covered everything on the the uh, Fire TV Stick 4K Max, and actually, I bought one of those as well when I got the Echo Studios. Uh, the stereo. What did you pair. buy a Max? I yeah, I went out because I had actually I had quite a few Fire TV sticks, but it was the. Um, the on recommendation that the, um, the the earlier ones didn't support the studio stereo pairing anyway. And the 4K Max, as, as Jeff said there, with the high bit rates and things like that. So yeah, I got it for that. But it was just so unreliable doing it wirelessly you could connect it up and when i first did it i thought this is it this is fantastic but it constantly disconnected and then voiceover would disappear uh, sorry voice view would disappear so it was unusable and it was uh, yeah it was a real shame but doing it that way with that piece of kit as well which i'd be really interested to know what that is the name of that piece of kit the HDMI pass through with the ethernet to provide internet that sounded really cool. Yeah, that sounds like a great setup. I mean, it's what we've talked about before, having that media player without the need for a display, right? Fantastic.
0: Yeah. yeah. I Actually, I bought something a while back, which was from a, I think it was an EZO or something, E-E-Z-O-O or EZO, I think it might be. There's so many different brands
1: out there which are pretty oh, much the yeah. same thing. Are you talking like an HDMI to different outputs,
0: right? Yes, that's what yeah. it was. So you could plug, it was for the Apple TV, Because I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I could just take the output of the Apple TV and put it into audio? But of course, the only option out of that, and I don't even know if it's the same on the newer one, but I don't think the new one has optical anymore. Maybe it does, I don't know. Uh, But I don't have anything that would plug in optically. Optical anyway, yeah. So I thought, well, the the best option would be maybe out to like RCA jacks. And yeah, that's which what is what
1: most people would use, right? I, even I would use that with uh, RCA jacks to just some computer speakers, some cheap computer speakers. Yeah, exactly, so that's a bedroom. Right. That's all you need,
0: you know, fantastic. I mean, obviously, you and I, in the kind of role we have, we have these little mixing desks, so you can plug them straight into those as well, and you've got the audio coming through your mixer, and then if you've got speakers attached to that, that's great. But you don't need yeah. that, you're right. I mean, you could plug these into a pair of bookshelf speakers easily. Those audio engine speakers I've talked about before, the A2 yep. Plus that I bought a while back. Those are great little speakers. I, I must admit, I don't think they've got great grunt in them. It feels like there could be more power in there. They're not are very they powerful. Flat? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 not even so much flat. Just there doesn't seem to be, the volume just doesn't kind of really mm. lift they're you the only, way you they, would they're expect. They're not big things though, are they? They are. No, they're not. They're not. But they're yeah. really nice little speakers. Great they for production are. work because yeah. one of the things you don't want is anything that's going to add too much processing. You want it to be fairly raw going yeah. in there, so, you know, it's quite nice. But, uh, yeah, as I say, the potential to use this kind of tech like that and, and you know, just using something like a Fire Stick for music, it's actually a really clever idea. It is. And, of course, you get the remote as well. That's the yeah. other thing, which you can. Course, I don't think yeah. you can buy an Amazon Echo remote no, now.
1: No, that's gone away, and also the Echo buttons you can't get anymore. So You're obsessed yeah, with those really, buttons. you got the best of both worlds there, right? Because you got access to lady a i nearly said it you've got access to lady a you've got access to that high quality music plus you know you've got netflix disney plus you've got all your media streaming to watch your movies and tv shows as well or just in audio great
0: yeah no thank you so much for that email jeff that was really interesting and uh, i think that you know, it'll be really interesting to hear from other people as well about their setups like i have a big tv in the living room and i've got all that stuff and sometimes i think i have no idea why i have that big tv yeah, no, I'm not going to get I'm rid kind of same. it because it's there, right? It's yeah. there and it's fine. But I, I'm i quite happy with audio. I've been watching House of Cards recently, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the Netflix show. And um, I've just got back into it. I loved that show when it was on the first time around. So I was watching it again. And I just, I, I was sitting watching it on TV, you know, not really watching it. No, we're just sat in front of it. I do the same thing. Yeah. And so I, I was. I went to bed one night. I just you know that way you just sometimes you think I could just happily go to bed and watch this. And we've got a TV in the bedroom. And I went. I, I laid down and I thought I'm not going to even bother. We've got one of those little Bose. It's called a Bose Cinemate. I think it might be Bose Cinemate Ooh. Five. It's like a sound bar which you can attach on. It's good for bedrooms. It's quite small and it's got Bluetooth in it. So I hooked up the Bluetooth to my phone and I just listened to. it. I didn't even bother turning the TV on. It was brilliant. It's <laughs> just like, yeah. perfect. And actually, because it's a sound bar. You know, it's kind of built to deliver the audio the right way. So, you know, it kind of was actually really nice to be able to kind of separate out and I didn't have to t- even turn the TV on. So I watch great. 90% of my stuff now
1: just with my phone in my pocket as I'm washing up or doing mm. whatever. I'm just listening to it. Uh, you know, it's
0: it's fine with AD, absolutely fine. Um, We've got one more uh, email to bring in. This is from our good friend, Michael, Michael Babcock, who's been on our show. Uh, but this time he's decided to email in.
2: Hi to both of you and listeners. Today, I'm actually writing an email. I figure most people are probably tired of hearing my voice at some point. I do have a question, though, and it relates to the recent transition to video. I've gotten a ring light, and I'm using Continuity on the Mac Mini to leverage my camera. Other tools, such as Camo, could do this as well. Feel free to ask Damash about his camera setup. He's a Camo user. Side note. What are you guys doing with the messages from people who include emojis in their email? Do you just skip them? That's an important part of the message. Or am I the only one using them? Uh-oh. Side note from Laura. Yes, you are the only one using them. I haven't had a single <laughs> emoji up to this point. <laughs> Laura's gone rogue. Thanks, Rocket on the Mac. Brew, install Rocket. It's my understanding things are looking good on my end, and I hadn't thought about the background because it's not top of mind for me. However, last week someone in our pre-show conversation advised me there was some clothes hanging out of a dresser, just barely, and had me put them back in place. This week, the suggestion was made I put some tech items in the background that people can see. I record in my bedroom, though my wife wants us to buy a metal shed and put that outside. I tell her it's because she wants me to maybe move out there. I think I'm realising what Sean's going through, as I hesitate while writing this message. Though, I guess my question is, tell us truly how the shed life is. And do you miss your shed right now? Yes. A shed's a little out of my budget right at this minute, but it's definitely something to strive for. I know that both of you have been on video and there's, I'm sure, a lot of listeners who may have been on video as well. In addition, with Sean's recent recording relocation, how do you handle your background in video? Any suggestions for what people do with video backgrounds on live calls? Keep up the awesome work. And I don't know why I didn't just record this. I dictated the majority of the message and then (laughs) took that message and tried to feed it into chat GPT. That didn't work out as I wanted. That's enough of my random rambling. Best, Michael.
0: Well, there we go. Uh, that's the first time I've ever had a reaction from Laura in an email. That is I'm a... flabbergasted. Laura, that was so
1: unprofessional. <laughs> but interesting oh, to know, because
0: actually that's a good question and we wouldn't have yeah, known the answer to that I have one, no actually. idea. Okay. Video, this is this is your wheelhouse. Um, okay. Well, backgrounds, right? I think that's the first thing. There's a lot of questions in there. I'm trying to just remember all the, the points that Michael brought up. Um, backgrounds, I I think a lot of people on, on Teams calls, on Zoom calls now, they're using virtual backgrounds because I think they just find it easier. Um, you know, obviously, to make it look half decent, you would definitely want to have a blind open, you know, have some curtains open, have some light yeah, in the room. Does that work well? It's not. No, it's not. It's not great at all. For a call, for a, a work call, a lot of people prefer it because then they don't have to worry about what's in their room. And look, this is the case for everybody. It's not exclusive to blind people. Although, granted as blind people, we are, if we're unaware of something that's changed yes. or moved or we've forgotten or something's dropped or a drawer's been opened or whatever it might be, then that can be a problem. Right? Of course, nothing worse than your drawers being opened. There's is is nothing there? worse. Yeah, and that, that, that happened a lot during uh, the pandemic, <laughs> if I remember rightly. Um, <laughs> not for us, I should also add. <laughs> no, no, um, no. But you, you, virtual backgrounds is a good option for that. There's also another option, in. Uh, I think in Zoom has this as well, and also does Teams, Blur. Blur's a good one. So blur background, which keeps you in focus and frame, but it kind of blurs everything out. And it's quite effective, that blur, because you can see the room behind you, but you don't get any detail. It's like being blind. Um, Yeah, it's
1: great. (laughs) And plus, I mean, it's best... It, to try not to move about so much with those virtual backgrounds because they do uh, you know how quick computers are and processing is now yeah. even still it's it does struggle to keep up find the edges of where you are and and you know so keep as still as you can if you're using virtual backgrounds but this does bring us on to the other topic of shed life by the shed way Shed life yes shed life all the way um <laughs> there is something about having that purpose workspace all right, I, I'm being a bit. I'm talking about my shed, but it is my workspace and I do miss it. And I do miss not being in there because everything is where I want it to be. It is a controlled space. You know, I don't have the dog snoring in the background or whatever. There is something to be said for having that own space, especially if you're doing it, you know, as regular or you're doing it for work. I think it's a good idea, actually.
0: So, uh, yeah, get in that shed. It's more challenging when you get to television because unless you're, you know I've got a, a purpose built studio it can be a little bit challenging and what I did for me on double tap tv was actually dedicate a space in the room where there was really nothing else going on so i've got two desks in my office one desk is kind of dedicated to absolutely nothing that's his work desk uh, yes that's the work desk uh, <laughs> that's where i do everything um but you know, there's a as a microphone on it that you know so it's kind of set up to almost look like a podcast setup and it's just there for the background. That's all that is. And that's all that is there. And then my main working desk is off to the side, which you don't see on screen, obviously. And that means I don't have to worry about because I was forever doing this. Coffee where I was in
1: KFC well, and coffee I
0: mean, cups. I had one, we did one show with Mark and I remember doing the show and for whatever reason, Mark and I weren't able to see each other. So he couldn't see me. And we get to the end. I sent him the footage and he says to me, we're going to have to do this again because you have a yellow cloth you've been cleaning clearly, uh, and you've got a yellow cloth over your right shoulder that's just At least sitting there. you're cleaning.
1: There. Yellow cloths, feather dusters, everything's yeah. been in your back. You're a very clean man. But look, again, we're talking about dedicated workspaces, right? And yeah, yeah it is the best way to go.
0: And Otherwise- as of I can't use virtual backgrounds in that case. I mean, we could maybe green screen, I suppose, that would be yeah. an option, but you know, I guess a bit more tricky. So yeah, and, and nobody's going to do that. Although in saying that, in saying all that, the world of gaming and streaming, in particular, where you get these people who you know sit on Twitch all day and talk about you know the game they're playing, and you know, I mean, I, I kind of sound dismissive about that. <laughs> They'd yes, probably these make young more
1: money, <laughs> they yes. could Yeah, more
0: money than all of us combined. <laughs> probably with it. yeah, exactly. <laughs> they could buy us all out with it. I mean, the work that they're doing on it is incredible. But you know, a lot of those people have invested money, and not often a lot of money. Companies like Elgato. Which is a great example of you know a, a company that have really really lent into the streaming world, dominated it, and and they've created lots of things. Like I I bought actually an Elgato green screen, which is really good because what happens is it comes in like a, a, st- a almost like one of those exhibition style stands. You know, it's a big metal case, and then you pull it up from the middle, and it just it actually has got its own stand built in. So you just pull it up, and it locks in place, and then you just click a little button at the back, and it drops back down again. And that's it. That's your green screen. So it's portable. And you can use it when you want it. You can put it away easily enough. And if you were using a green screen, and it is possible to use one with Zoom in Teams because it has all the function built in, you could just put it up behind you. And you could use that as a background if you wanted to. And in terms of ring lights and all that kind of stuff, you know, I, I don't know. I think get some natural light in. I, I have difficulty with this because any light in the room that's, that's that bright in front of me would just, I can't do that. I just can't live with that. That it's is a problem much. I have.
1: I do have one of the Elgato key lights, is it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's a big thing and it is bright because obviously there's no natural light, no windows in the shed. So, mm. um, and it is a little bit jarring at times, but. Um,
0: I yeah. did once, I, I had a Razer Cayo, I think I've still got it somewhere, a Razer Cayo webcam, which actually was the first one I'd ever seen that had a ring light built into it. And that was quite interesting because you could yeah. control it. It had like a, the, the whole front moved like a dial. So you could just raise and lower the temperature of the light as you wanted it to be and also the brightness of it and that was quite cool nice. um but and again the great thing with that is even though the software wasn't the you know most accessible it didn't really matter because you could control it physically on the on the dial on the device um listen we're out of time again we're out of time well, ready. never enough time in the day but listen thank you so much for your emails really interesting And uh, hopefully you're going to get back into that shed soon because I know you. that wasn't easy for me to say, but shed (laughs) soon. And uh, yeah.
1: I am missing it. Yeah, it's surprising. You you like your own, uh,
0: I know where everything is. I I couldn't imagine not being in my office.
1: That is exactly it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just missing the spiders. Right. Okay, well, on that (laughs) bombshell, we'll be back tomorrow with lots more. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new
1: episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our
0: episodes there too. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada watch The Pulse on YouTube, or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.